0: Welcome back to the show. Uh, I know that we uh, tuned out for a minute, but this is the Aristotle Full Throttle Show. It's Friday.
1: Y'all and. Might just quit. (laughs) Let's see. us so, no, just a no, Think about no. you now. Like, okay, a okay for Cool. cool. So, just hang her toes. Like the end, really, right now. It's the guy. goes the computer encoding
0: overloaded here we are and we're here
1: i don't want to hear my own voice here i got to My computer has redirected its
0: resources. This is like the scene in uh, Terminator 2, when a Terminator gets, remember Terminator 2, when uh, he gets uh, the. I'm talking about he. I'm talking about the Terminator.
1: I'm talking about Arnold Schwarzenegger. He gets a, uh, a electricity fly out of him, and the evil Terminator. You're like, oh man, the evil Terminator's got him down.
0: But then uh, the good Terminator, Arnold Schwarzenegger, this time he's good. He fights on the side of good. And a little thing says, uh, redirecting power resources. My computer just did that. I just watched it do that. So here we are. It takes a second. Hang on. This is just, it's just, it's just going to take a second. I swear this never happens. Thank you for coming to the show. This is Aristotle Full Throttle. Uh, only 571 dropped frames. That's a lot more than you want. But you get what you can get. I'm Aristotle Full Throttle. This is the Aristotle Full Throttle Show. Just ignore the first four minutes of the show. If you can. If you can help. it, Maybe I'll chop them out. For, uh, the feed. Wow, my computer was just like, hang on a second. I got a brain freeze. (laughs) This is, you guys are going to miss this when I get, like, a high-powered computer. You're going to miss... All this fun beginning stuff. You're going to say, I remember when I used to listen to Aristotle Full Throttle and there was never anything that went right. But listen, I don't have a victim mentality. I am responsible for my own actions. I own my own actions and you should too. Things don't happen to me. Things occur and then I deal with them. You know what I mean? There's some people who's like, the world is against me. If I thought that way, I wouldn't be doing what I'm doing. Because technically, in acting and movies and film, the world is against you. <laughs> oh, yeah, I'm just checking the sound. Uh, technically, the world is technically ah against you, for real. But uh, you can't think that way. You got to say, hey, uh, every little victory counts and this week I was on a TV show and I was excited about that I was really excited because when I was on the Goldbergs this week it aired this week if you guys want to see season 9 episode 16 we're we we're way deep into the Goldbergs at this point the Goldbergs lore is unstoppable it's untouchable it's almost like the Big Bang Theory but for ABC just it's the gold that keeps on burging. that the Goldbergs is like a gold mine for ABC they just keep it going because why not But I don't know how many years the 80s was, but if they go for more than 10 seasons, they're going to have to call it the the 90s Goldbergs. But I guess they could just go right into the 90s, right? Everybody on that set was amazing. Everybody was nice and kind and and generous and a good time. And I enjoyed being there. And I can't wait to go back. I can't wait to go back. Unlike Jack from Lost... We have to go back. Uh, You know, can't wait to go back. I say that presumptuously. I don't think they haven't invited me back or anything like that, but why not? Why not? I wanted to talk to you today about Obi-Wan Kenobi. The Obi-Wan Kenobi series is coming out pretty soon. In a few weeks, I think. Maybe a month or so. No, it's at the end of May. I forget. Gonna be here in no time, but we're gonna watch it here on Aristotle Full Throttle every Wednesday when it comes out because I think that's when the new stuff comes out on Disney Plus. But the controversy is in the fact that the uh the Inquisitors, I don't watch the cartoons. I'm gonna be straight up with you. I don't watch any of the cartoons, I didn't watch any of the cartoon movies Star Wars. It is of my opinion, and I continue to beat this drum, that the Star Wars is. Our live-action cinematic experience. Now, I do take an exception for the live-action TV series, Star Wars, because that's probably the best Star Wars sequel stuff we've gotten. Better than the Star Wars actual sequels, in my opinion. I didn't really like the Star Wars actual sequels. They were okay. No, the sorry. The Force Awakens I enjoyed when it came out. The, the 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 Last Jedi, I liked. I actually liked that movie. A lot of people didn't like that movie. If you didn't like The Last Jedi, let me know why. I know why. I already know why you didn't like The Last Jedi. Because you like, it didn't do anything. And I'm like, it was a good movie, though. Just watch it as a movie, and it's a good movie. It's actually a pretty solid movie. It uh, looks good. It's interesting. Stuff happens in it. You might not like what happens... But I feel like, you know, you can't say it's not a good... I mean, people can't say... Well, this is what I heard a lot when that movie came out. Yeah, it's a good movie, but it's a bad Star Wars movie. <laughs> and I'm just so confused by that. See, Star Wars Episode Nine is a bad movie and a bad Star Wars movie. <laughs> it's just a bad movie. It's a terrible movie. It makes no sense. It's horrible. It's terrible. Never watch it. It should get burned. And, and uh, never be seen shown again at not any t- television or movie theater ever again. It's terrible. It should never happen. It should never have happened. We should have just had Star Wars ended at episode eight, because that's what it felt like. It felt like the ending. Wow, that music, huh? Oh, you can't even hear the music. Still can't hear, huh? Yeah, you can. Wait, how about now? How about now? I got to turn this down to my ears. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, a little bit of ambiance, right? Or ambience? I don't know what you call it. I don't speak French. Sometimes I speak French. Here's a controversial joke for you. I think that the guy who invented French was just trying to clear his throat. Thank you very much. If anybody thinks that seriously... Uh, I don't know what to do. I don't know what to do with you. If someone out there takes that joke seriously and thinks that's a, a sincere insult to the beautiful French language. And the beautiful French culture. I don't know what to say to you. It's a joke because in English we don't have many guttural sounds that go like this. And French does. So... If you are an English speaker, to your ear sometimes, as you might notice that French people go, (laughs) So the point is, sounds like, in English, you're only an English speaker, it might sound like someone's trying to clear their throat. Let me explain this joke further. The best is when you have to explain jokes. You know what I love about comedy? It's funny. Anyway, good comedy, that's my favorite thing about comedy. Comedy is hilarious. I call it comedy. Have a sense of humor. Lighten up. Stop playing the victim. I think that's today's theme. Don't play the victim. Come on now. The world, the world can be harsh. The world can be cruel. If you go through the world saying, I wish every, all the sharp corners had nerf and padding so that when I walk through the world and I bump into things, it doesn't hurt me. That is not a world in which I want to live, personally. I would like to live in a world where I have the tools, personally, to deal with things as they happen. You know what I'm saying? I ain't wearing the kid gloves today, okay? No kid gloves for me. I'm not going to mince words. I'm going to tell you like it is. (laughs) Uh, Everything on the show is my opinion and my opinion alone.
1: Yeah, well, you know, that's just like
0: uh, your opinion, man. That's true. It is just like my opinion. <clears throat> and if you don't like it, then, you know, and you think something else?
1: Yeah, well, you know, that's just like uh, your opinion, man. Go
0: with it. Go with the world. Go with the world as it is, Try to make the improvements that you can. But when things like, when you trip over, uh, when you trip over something, is it worth cursing the thing you trip over? Because what did it do? It was just there. It was just there to begin with. You tripped over it. You fell. Do you curse it? Or do you look where you're stepping? Do you look where you're walking? Are you the victim? Or are you aware of your surroundings? Always mind your surroundings. Are you aware? Ladies and gentlemen, I have to leave promptly at 5. I'm going to go see the Batman again. I'm excited about the Batman again. I only saw it the one time. You know, people are like, I've only seen the movie one time. But, you know, you can see a movie as many times as you want. I feel like the Batman has rewatchability because it's three horas largo. Three hours large. And uh, I think that when i go see it again this second time i'm going to see a lot more stuff i didn't see the first time i remember specifically there were some t- jokes that the audience laughed at that i don't remember cuz i couldn't hear it cuz everything it was kind of weird the sound was weird the first time i saw it it was almost like all of the mumbling in the movie it's a lot of mumbling there's a lot of talking like this i'm the batman i'm commissioner gordon why are we whispering cuz we're detectives let me just tell you, I used to whisper in the 60s, but then I did the Batusi. I like Adam West's Batman. I just do. He, was, he was, He's a good Batman. Nobody ever includes him on the list, and they should. I don't know why they don't include him on the live-action list. He was in a Batman movie in the 60s called Batman. You should see it. It's terrible. They used to air it on TV five days a week, though. It was like because it's like two hours long, I guess. So they would air it a half an hour of it every day or 20 minutes of it every day for five days. And you could watch it unfold this whole story, the whole movie. They'd say, tune in tomorrow. Same bat time, same bat channel or whatever. Bat times. So at five o'clock bat time, I got to go because uh, I'm going to go to the Grove To go watch The Batman again. What an exciting week I had this week. I had an exciting week. I was on the Goldbergs. I was mentioning that earlier. I was on the Goldbergs, guys. You can check out my little... I'll call it a cameo. Maybe I should get on Cameo and start sending people messages. You know, my star has not risen that high yet, but it's on the way. It's on the way up. Let's say. I can't, man. I can't get any lower. So I was on the Goldbergs it was really exciting. I was really stoked to work with all those people. They were so f- like they were so kind and and you know everybody just kind of had the idea the the like the attitude of like this we're having fun. Let's all have fun. This is a comedy. Let's be joking and and have fun. So I felt that vibe. I was felt invited. I felt that everybody was super gracious and just had a great time on the set. And I felt like, you know, I could do this every day. I could literally do this as my job. So, look out for me. One day, I will be on a sitcom. I will be the guy that comes out of the, the uh, you know, the broom closet every now and then, and is like, "Oh, well, alright Maybe I'll be, a, I'll be your. Let me be your Kramer, except not as racist. You know. uh, Ooh, I just got this news in. This just in: Christopher Lloyd joins season three of The Mandalorian. Great Scott! This is pretty heavy. Christopher Lloyd joins season three. That's a perfect addition. He is such an interesting guy. You know the movie I just saw him in recently? I saw him in uh, Tarbender. What was it? Not Tarbender. Bar, the, the Tender Bar. That's it. I saw him in The Tender Bar, and he is phenomenal. He's just a great actor. He's like 81 years old, and he's, he's still hitting the, hitting the acting. He's just a classic guy. Funny thing about Christopher Lloyd, though, I think he looks exactly the same as he did as Jim on Taxi 40 years ago. You ever watch Taxi? No? Watch it. It's got the dopest theme music. You guys remember Taxi theme song? I'm going to play two seconds of it because what happens is if I play it for more than six seconds, I'll get a copyright strike. <laughs> or whatever, a copyright notice. They'll be like, you can't listen to everything that's on the internet. You know, I'm kind of mad because they TikTok muted one of my raps. You know, TikTok, the the platform with literally every piece of music on it ever. Somehow they've licensed every piece of music ever on TikTok. Uh, according to, I used a free app where I could rap. I could make like one to two minute raps. I used a loop and I rapped over it. So technically I'm the co-writer of that rap. I put it on TikTok and I said, no, you can't use that song though. Out of all 1 billion songs... We decided that that's the one song you can't use. Check out this song, though. This is the... Oh, not that one. Get out of here. Immune, emergency, immuno-compromised c- vitamin C. It put, put it in your water lemonade drink. <laughs> does it really work? I don't even know. Does, it, does emergency really work? I feel like it's just a lot of, like, vitamin C. Vitamin P. Listen. That's a banger. Yeah. See, i got to play that part, and then I'm going to get copies. Right, check. You're going, get, you're going to be like 20th Century Foxes you used to text. These are drums. in the pocket. That's jazz right there. Yeah. Anyway, so good. That's what theme songs played by musicians. And not just Alan Thick. I make a joke about Alan Thick. <laughs> Rest his soul. Alan Thick wrote the theme songs for what? Different strokes and the facts of life and growing pains. Crazy. Robin Thick's father. You know the problematic Robin Thick. We don't talk about Robin Thick on this show. Only Alan Thick. Canadians abound. Ah, sadly, Alan Thick died playing, like, hockey. He was just playing hockey. Hockey, the sport that I, I know of. I know that people play it. I know that people like to get all geared up in those hockey pads. As Batman says, I'm not wearing hockey pads. And they like to break their fingers and lose their teeth. Seems like a fun time to me. You guys go ahead and enjoy that. I'm going to use my hands and my fingers to play delicate music. And also shake my fist at people. I'm going to shake my fist at people like Putin. Oh. You know, there are real victims in the world. And there are victim mentalities. People that have like so many things that are good in their life, but they only focus on the things that are like, they think are detractors or bad things in their life. They just think... Their life must be so good that they gotta find problems. You got people in Ukraine getting bombed out of their homes, out of their lives, having to leave everything behind. That's a real problem. That's an existential threat. But then there's other people who are like, oh I broke my favorite mug today. That was me a couple years ago. I broke a couple of my favorite mugs. Got over it in like five minutes, but it was Sad, for me. But you know what? I'm thankful that that's the only problem I got. <laughs> Some people got problems, man. Some people don't. They can't even exist in the world that they're in. Let me use my hands to talk. the time my hands to talk to each other. Next week we're gonna have my friend uh, Travis Thompson on Friday as a guest. Sunday, guys, tune in on Sunday. To mediocre films. I'm going to be on my friend Greg Benson's channel's mediocre films. And we're going to be making fun of movies. We like to make fun of movies. Listen. I don't like to make fun of movies. I like to make movies fun. So if there's a movie out there. That exists from a long time ago. That maybe nobody's heard about. Who hasn't survived. We're going to dig it up. And watch the movie. And and make it fun. If people did We're going to have a new way to enjoy that movie. We're, we're actually celebrating cinema because of the fact that, you know, maybe perhaps this is a long-forgotten film, but this is a film that we can make fun. You know what I'm saying? I think you do. Paul Dano is going to write a sequel or a prequel to The Riddler that we found in The Batman. There's a movie, The Batman, which I'm going to go see again at 6 p.m., so i got to leave uh, very promptly at the end of this hour because I've, I've got to contend with Los Angeles traffic because i got to go all the way to the Grove to go watch this movie because they don't show movies in theaters near me. The closest theater I could see it is, a TCL Chinese Theater in Hollywood that I would find acceptable with their giant screens but it's not playing on that screen anymore cuz it's been out for 2 weeks and heaven forbid that they, they have more than 2 weeks at one theater or that theater so i'm going to go to the grove where all the rich people buy their pants i wouldn't say that the rich people buy their pants i would say that the rich people get, go to be seen buying pants they probably buy get some people the really rich people just have people bring the pants to them And then they get to try them all on at their house. Like Stitch Fix. Maybe I should get a sponsorship from Stitch Fix. But Paul Dano is going to write, Paul Dano, I don't know what you want to call him. I know him. I knew him. Personally. Hopefully, listen, let's go, guys, tweet at him. Ask him to be on this show. Let's have a campaign to get Paul Dano on the show. Be like, hey, Paul Dano, remember the movie L.I.E.? Your friend Aristotle, the P.A.? (laughs) He now has a show and is sometimes on TV shows like the Goldbergs. He wants to talk to you and catch up with you on the air. I think he I think he would be down for that. We just got to build up this channel. Help me build up this channel by subscribing and liking and sharing. It really does help. Like this video on whatever platform you're watching it on and retweet it if you're watching it on Twitter. Follow me on Spotify and Apple Podcasts, and anywhere you can get your Apple Podcasts. See that? But you don't have to take my Apple Podcast for it. I've been having a great week. It's just been a good week. You know? Some weeks suck. Some weeks are, dare I say, weak. But this week was strong. It was a strong week. I'm excited to have... Uh, Accomplished a lot of stuff this week. Personal stuff and career stuff. And uh, I'm celebrating now. I'm just enjoying life. Gonna go see the Batman and enjoy that. And, uh... You know? In about a week and a half, I'm gonna be gone for a week. I'll try to do some shows if I can. But I'm gonna be down in San Diego doing a photography job for the whole week, basically. So I might be out for the week, but I will keep in touch with y'all. I will try to upload archived episodes of the Aristotle Full Throttle Show on the podcast. If you listen there, please do. If you are from Twitter and you're here listening to this right now, welcome. Thank you for coming. Thank you for coming. You have nice shoes. I like your shoes. And your hair looks particularly nice today. Thank you for for, for being you. But I I get excited because I'm like, you know what? Some things are career setbacks for me. Sometimes... You know, if I had a victim mentality, which I don't, thankfully, and I try to avoid people who do, because people with a victim mentality don't know how to rise to the occasion. They don't know how to overcome. And it's a learned thing. It's called learned helplessness. It means that in every situation where they felt powerless, now they just learned that they should probably not do anything in that situation. They'll freeze up That's actually a learned response. What you can do is, what this say? Fight, flight, or freeze. The three F's. There might be another F in there somewhere. But uh, fight or flight or freeze. You could do one of all three of those things or multiple combinations of those things. But some people freeze up in situations that they find high stress. But I keep getting back up and moving forward as Rocky suggests you do. Because it's not about how many times you get knocked down. It's how many times you get back up and keep moving forward. I'm relentless. I, I'm unrelenting. I really am. So. I'll just keep. It's the drop of water. That eventually breaks through the stone. The slow drip. Over time. Just give me at least 200 more years. And we'll be will be exactly where I want to be. But that's the thing. You're never at where you want to be. You're always on the way to somewhere you want to be. So you got to stop, turn around and look how far you've come. Look how far you've come, John. If there's a John listening, hi. Hi, Nice to see you, John. Your hair looks particularly nice today. But yeah, you got to realize how far you've come in real life. And, uh, I don't know. Life just keeps going every day. You wake up. There's more stuff, more stuff every day. another You know, another day, more stuff to do. Here you go. Here's a, here's the tasks for today. And I, for one, enjoy it. I was just thinking about that the other day. I was like driving. I was about to park and I said, you know, am I on my way to a place right now? Am I always on my way? Like, but wait, I just like being in my car. I just enjoy this part. I enjoy every bit of the, the on-the-way part, you know? Just enjoy being in your car is what I'm saying. Because you can't, like, forget about that when you're on your way somewhere. Be in the moment, as they say, bro. I know it sounds like a empty platitude, and you might think, well, you're just saying stuff I already know. But maybe you didn't. Or maybe you forgot. Or... Maybe it's not in the forefront of your brain and you might be thinking everybody's against me. The world is against me. Everything sucks. <sighs> I don't know what to tell you in that case. I've got to avoid those people personally. I can't do it. You know why? Because I'm always thinking of ways that I can do things. I'm always thinking of ways I can do things. Not all of the ways that I can't. Because you know, if you just think of every... If you... He or she... Or they who argues their own failure always wins. If you sit there and tell me you're, you are not able to do something, well, there's you're going to win that argument. <laughs> I can't convince you otherwise. I've tried, and that's my problem. I try to convince people of their potential that I see in them, and then they're just like, Nah, I can't do it. Then I'm like, all right, then. You can't do it. Fine. Go ahead and not be able to do it. Just, uh, you know, don't tell me that I can't. Don't limit me to your imagination. Because I got lofty goals, man. Because why not? Chad Michael Murray can do it. Come at me, Chad Michael Murray. He's got like three first names, this guy. I barely have one. I don't even have a first name. I got to just... Whatever, sounds... A name is just a sound you make that people respond to. According to Jared from Silicon Valley, the most hilarious guy, I've seen him on the streets. But see, I'll be like a Jared on a Silicon Valley. That's what I'll do. I'll be like a weird guy. I don't know. It's funny. My friend uh, Kyle from Montana, he's a guitar player from the band. He was in the band called Samus Theory. He replied to my... uh, Appearance that I made on the Goldbergs this week as like a street hustling card guy. That's my name is card guy. My friends call me Cardy D. But uh, I play card guy in the credits. It says card guy. And uh, but it's cool because it's a co-starring credit. I always pause at that part of the song. Listen for it. Wait for it. Wait for it. Wait for it. But uh, I'll tell you something. Um. But well, yeah, he said, uh, you know, it's funny seeing, knowing your personality and seeing that you're playing a tough guy. And I was like, yep, well, that's called acting, but it's, that's, I get what you're saying. <laughs> acting. Thank you very much. Acting is fun. Here's my lesson. My first lesson for acting, ladies and gentlemen, if you and, and, and non-gender folks, non-gender uh, conforming folks, uh, let me just say something. <laughs> acting. It's like this. Uh, <clears throat> Aristotle's Full Throttle's Acting Class 101. Ready? This is the entire class. It only takes a line. <clears throat> Pretend it's real. Thank you. That'll be $5,000. I I do enjoy acting. I do. It's one of those one of those fun things you could do and you could kind of play with other people because you could see what they're doing and enjoy what they're doing and like play off of what they're doing and be in that moment with them you know I, I like listening to actors talk about acting and uh you might not you might think it's a lot of a lot of smoke and mirrors and I'm like yeah it kind of is a lot of times but what I don't like hearing actors talk about acting is like the end of the if you've seen the behind the scenes of the Mandalorian episodes It's, like, a really cool documentary for, like, the first season of The Mandalorian. There's, like, six episodes. One episode's about dedicated to music. It has Ludwig Goranson talking about how he came up with the theme music. One episode's got, like, the special effects and how all of the people came up with the special effects for The Mandalorian on HBO. Sorry, Disney+. Sorry, HBO. I'm not sponsored by either. Yet. But, you know, they those episodes to me are the most fascinating the, mu- <clears throat> the music, the visual effects everything like that the directors, directors like uh, you got uh, everybody you've got Bryce Dallas Howard, you've got um, like all the different John Favreau, all the different directors of the episodes sitting around a round table discussing in their episodes and how they directed them and I'm like, that's so fascinating and interesting because they have to like think about all this stuff and juggle it and then they have the actors round table all of the actors who are in The Mandalorian, right? They're sitting around the table going, I don't know. You know, I I put on the clothes they made for me and I said the words they wrote for me. I, I looked over there and pretended there was an alien. So to me, it's kind of funny to I could skip right over that episode because it's not very creative sounding. I mean, listen, when you're an actor, you have to create a whole world in your mind but so much of the stuff that's in The Mandalorian is created by all of these myriad artists of all these different types of backgrounds and then the actors are just like, hey, isn't it cool that we're here? <laughs> Star Wars is almost like a machine that works around the, the central actors and characters. It's just like, a, it's like an unstoppable juggernaut of a machine and you just get on. You just hop on the ride. You know, Mark Hamill was never heralded by, for his Shakespearean acting. And I gotta say, a lot of people like Harrison Ford, and he's a classic actor, a leading man, you know. He's like he's from the eighties. He's like He's he's the Will Smith of the eighties. He's in every blockbuster, every sci-fi thing. And um and Will Smith might be the Harrison Ford of the nineties. I'll just say that. But it's really fantastic to see. Uh Harrison Ford and, you know, in his Wheelhouse being kind of like this wisecracking bad badass guy who's like the leader of things, but in, and in real life again to to know his real personality I don't know his real personality but he seems high all the time. Like that song, she, you get high all the time. Was that Ariana Grande? Uh, you know, uh, is it who, who knows that song? Who who writes that song? High all the time. Whatever. I think it's is that Ariana Grande. No, I think it's someone else. Uh, it's funny because Harrison Ford is just kind of like a sleepy dude, but he always plays like this rough and tough guy because, you know, he's an actor. But I think this was probably controversial. Everybody, don't get don't don't at me, bro. But uh, Harrison Ford's not a great actor. He's just a guy. You give him a hat puts on an attitude, and he does. he's not a great actor. Just watch him in the movie 42. When he tries to be, like, a character, and you're like, Harrison Ford, you're not a character actor. You're just Harrison Ford every time. Just be Harrison Ford every movie. Because he was, like, p- trying to play Branch Ricky, and he's like, we're gonna sign you to the baseball. <sighs> and he's not, he's not very... Uh, come on, man. I don't think I'm saying anything new. I don't think I'm saying anything that's surprising. Harrison Ford, you're not the best actor, but you are one of the best actors ever. See? That's all I'm saying. It's very simple. What? You heard me. What? You heard me.
1: What?
0: Yeah, that's right. What? You heard me. What? Impressive. (gasps) Most impressive. It is. That was uh, from the movie The Empire Strikes Back. I gotta say, though, I do like Harrison Ford movies. He's gonna be an in Indiana Jones 5. They made a fourth one, but you can forget about it. You can go ahead and forget about it. It's not worth it. I like going um, 40 minutes into a show without a single comment. <laughs> it's a, it keeps me it just fuels my belly it says you know what keep going (laughs) keep going uh but i'm no victim i just persist i persist some people would give up in the face of adversity but adversity says oh i should keep going in that direction fear tells me oh that's something i should do you know people ask me how do you get on the tv stuff and i'm like i don't quit I get this microphone to stay in one spot. It's not really working. People say, oh, you must be lucky. And then I and I, I, uh, I, backhand biff them on the head psychically. I don't physically do that. But I say, am I lucky or persistent? Because luck is just like, yeah, luck plays a part in almost everything. But if you're not doing it constantly, Luck has no factor in anything. Unless you're unless you're Edward Furlong and you're playing basketball on a playground and James Cameron sees you playing basketball on a playground and says, you should be John Connor in the movie Terminator 2 that I'm writing right now. And then he casts you and then you become a lifelong actor. And then you get, like, you know, very problematically publicly... I don't know. He's got issues I don't want to bring up. But... You got Edward Furlong. That guy was lucky. (laughs) Especially since it's like, I don't know if I want to be an actor. But if you're an actor and you're constantly doing stuff, like my friend, Oscar Montoya, is on a show. I say my friend because he was my improv teacher, my very first improv teacher over at UCB. He now is on a show called Minx on HBO Max, which is pretty damn cool. That dude, I took his class in particular because he's a brown guy like me with curly hair like me. And I said, I'm going to take this dude's class because he's p- particularly and he's just such a great improv, uh, improv actor. Um, and I learned. A- <laughs> Hang on. I know you're hearing a lot of moving. I'm just not going to touch. He's a great improv actor and uh, I'm excited for him that he's on a a show called MixNow. Now. And it, it, the funny thing is, is it popped up in my feed on Instagram because I don't watch TV. I watch Instagram now because they've successfully hacked my entire brain. So I got to like actively throw the phone across the room when I'm holding it for like two hours going, wait a minute, what am I doing? I'm just looking at cats hanging off of things and jumping through hoops and doing really amazing cat-like stunts because they're cats. I'm not just talking about Jason Derulo. In cats, because he screams milk. I'm talking about Instagram. It came up in my feed, and I saw it. I said, that's my friend, Oscar Montoya. What's he doing on this show? And then I went on IMDb, and I looked up the show, and he wasn't in the credits. And I'm like, wait a second. Why come he's not in the credits? And then I'm like, but that's him, though. And I Googled it, and nowhere on Google, this is like three weeks ago, two, three weeks ago, it's like nowhere on Google showed... Oscar Montoya was in the show Minx and I'm like, this is weird to me because I know that's him. He's not wearing glasses in it, but I'm like, that's him though. (laughs) But then like yesterday or two days ago, I see it pops up on my Facebook. He's on the red carpet for the show Minx. I'm like, yeah, that's, that's better. I was, I was confused why he did not have a credit or he was not credited. But now he's like, I can finally talk about it. And I'm like, good. Maybe he's like a secret weapon. He's like the secret guy that you're not supposed to know about. But Oscar Montoya, cheers to Oscar Montoya for being sticking with it and working the craft. Very very good teacher. Um and now on a TV show. So ladies and gentlemen, this is this is the plan. And uh, stick with it. You know, the victim mentality is what I was talking about earlier. It's like, you could sit there and let things defeat you. You can sit there and let big jobs go away and be like, well, whatever. I guess I... I guess that's it. You can do that, or you cannot. (laughs) I had a deal from Virgin Capital. I had one. It went away. (laughs) Do you see me give up? No. I'm going to play some songs now. Let's just play music for the next 15 minutes. Cuz you're beautiful and you're fantastic. And your hair looks particularly nice today. Uh, any songs? Ooh. Yeah, let's Let's do the tuning song. Yeah, that's a good one. My car was in the my car. my car was in the guitar for like two days. I don't suggest you put your car in your guitar for two days. simple tap of chord progression i'm just gonna be like the folk artist that just keeps playing and never sings just leading up to a song well will you lost track of time and i've only got 15 minutes because i'm gonna go see the batman again and i've got to promptly leave at five Then just go to the relative minors. But that's like a sus coin, so. Yeah. We're talking about Star Wars controversy. Let me tell you about the Star Wars controversy, by the way. The Inquisitors apparently don't look like the Inquisitors of the cartoons. I don't watch the cartoons. I started talking about this. A lot of people are you can't please anyone. Apparently there's controversy. They're like, well, it doesn't look like the cartoons. Oh no, I need everything to be the same. (laughs) People need the world to be conformed to whatever they want. Hey everybody. Glad we're all showing up, and I literally have to leave in 14 minutes because I'm gonna go see the Batman again. And I I I don't have a moment to spare, but I do appreciate everybody popping into the chat. You could listen, re-listen to the beginning part of the show on the on the podcast tomorrow or sooner. But um, I am talking about the (laughs) I was talking about the Star Wars controversy controversy. If you're English, and they said, uh, you know, I don't. It doesn't the 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 Inquisitor doesn't look like the Inquisitor from the cartoon, and and it's just I don't care. Nobody cares. Nobody cares, but, but some people do. It has to look exactly like the cartoons. I don't. I, I just don't think that that's. If you're going to make something for live action, it should just be whatever it wants to be. And uh, they could have made it look like a, a cucumber, a uh, sea cucumber, for all I care. But uh, apparently, the, the the people who need everything to be exactly the way they want it to be before they watch it are upset. The people who wanted Star Wars Episode Eight to be everything that they wanted it to be instead of its own movie that was definitely not anything that they would have thought of, They, <laughs> the, my favorite thing about Star Wars in particular, or especially the originals, is that so much stuff happens in those movies that you just would not have thought of. You would not have come up with the ideas for Star Wars or anything, if you, lest you were George Lucas himself. And if you didn't come up with S- Star Wars then, you know, go go watch it. Just watch it and see what happens. For better or for worse, and in my opinion, much for worse, the Star Wars prequels are terrible, but they are very original. They're a bit derivative from the original series because George Lucas had to say, let me explain everything. Leaving nothing to the imagination or nothing to the... to No mystique. But you need mystique, man. You need to, like have that world just exist on its own and we just enter it and we we go to it and we visit it and we look around and things are happening and we join it in medius rest and we say look around you. well look what's around you ladies and gentlemen there's a sand planet again listen I hope that Obi-Wan gets off that sand planet because who watches Star Wars to hang out on Tatooine am I right? Why we gotta hang out on Tatooine all day? Is This Will says, uh, let's play everybody's intros first. First, Is This Will, welcome to the show.
1: You got the touch! Is this Will. You got the power! Is this Will.
0: Yeah. Yeah. He shot my head off. They are OCW five thousand, four twenty artists, Raccoon Raiders, and now, introducing Studio 8 AH. Oh no.
1: Oh,
0: <laughs> Squish. Squished. Ah, uh, yes. Uh, is this will says in the chat more like controversy? Ha <laughs> <laughs> ha ha. It's true. It is a non-troversy. I can't I, uh, the thing that upsets me is that the Star Wars fans want to have the story that's the, in their head just like unfold before them exactly how they want it to. And that's not good storytelling. I don't want to just watch a story where I'm like, just do it the same way. Do everything the same exactly as I want it, or else I'm gonna get very upset and I'm gonna I'm, I'm gonna take I'm gonna take out my pacifier and throw it at you. Oh, that was fighting words. I do there are some folks out there who do need like uh, repeat, repeating it like a regularity in their life in order to feel like safe and secure and structured. And this is what I was talking about earlier: the victim mentality. There are people who sincerely need that type of repeated structure in order to um, live a life of low anxiety, a lowered anxiety, and a, and a sense of of stability. But movies, ladies and gentlemen, the world out there, the world can exist. The world can exist the way it wants to, and you could decide to participate in it or not. Don't sit there and say that the whole world should have padded edges. Everything should be covered with nerf so that I don't hurt myself when I go outside. When you go outside, you take the risk. When you go outside, you should have the tools and be prepared to deal with the world as it is. I'm a guy who sits here and talks on the internet and I'm going to talk about my opinion. I'm going to say the things that I think. And you know what? I could be judged on that. You could judge me on that all day long. That's fine. But, you know, if I say something you disagree with.
1: These aren't the droids you're looking for. (laughs) Exactly. Yeah, well, you know, that's just like uh, your opinion,
0: man. That's what I'm saying. We say something that we disagree with. We can disagree with civility. We can disagree on the merits of a thing. You know what I'm saying? I don't I don't think I've ever been mean spirited on the show ever. Except when it comes to Vladimir Putin. But come on. I think we can all agree that, that guy needs a that guy needs a uh, a neck massage. Um, Is this will says not shooting off heads baptizing you with socially distanced energon energon well thank you it made my head pop off energon my favorite was when Soundwave would talk I want to get that Soundwave vocoder that's a cool sound Soundwave. wave raise raise laser beak ravage Remember the little cassette tapes you could put inside of his chest and turn it into Transformers? That was fun. This is a song by Elliott Smith. Yeah. And then I got to go. I'm not gonna sing it, maybe I will. Madonna did. Madonna sang it. I don't know if I can remember how to play it. Look at baby Look at this Look at Look at the stars What the keys it? Baby Look at the stars I'll kiss you again Between the bars When I'm seeing you there With your hands in the air Waiting to finally be caught People uh, yeah, you could sing it. Us. I'm trying to remember how to play it. I'm not a singer, ladies and gentlemen. Maybe I will be one day. You've been before, but you don't want around anymore. They push, they shove, they won't bend to your will. I'll keep them still. Rumble and frenzy with the other ones, right? Drink up, baby. Look at the stars. I'll kiss, I'll kiss you again between the bars. Uh, I forget the second verse. You know what's cool about that song? And this is, I'm going to talk about Elliot Smith for five minutes because it's great. Uh, when he says, I'll kiss you again between the bars, it's so genius. When I'm seeing, oh, yeah. I'm seeing, when I'm seeing, uh, I'm seeing you there with your hands in the air, waiting to finally be caught. So he says this. He says this. I'll kiss you again between the bars. Is he talking about bars, actual bars? Because he's talking about imagery of being arrested. He's talking about kissing you again between the bars, or they're going bar hopping and they're drinking up. And they're drinking up, and they're going from bar to bar. I'll kiss you again between the bars. Genius! Genius! Drink up, Drink up one more time, and I'll make you mine. Keep you apart, deep in my heart. When I'm thinking through the rest, where I like you the best. Things we forgot. I don't remember the lyrics. The
1: people
0: you've been before that you don't want around anymore. They push, they shove, they will bend to your will. I'll keep them still. Thank you, ladies and gentlemen. That's some Elliot Smith. You got to check it out. He's a dope. Performer. He sings like with a very high pitched, frail voice. Drink up, baby. Uh, I sing with a baritone. <laughs> Drink up, baby. Maybe I'll practice that one and actually sing it. That's a good song. It's called Between the Bars by Elliot Smith. It's on an album called Either Or. It's also on the soundtrack for Goodwill Hunting. There's a version he does also collab- in collaboration with Danny Elfman. And he says this. He, he changes one lyric on that collaboration. If you guys notice this, if you are uh, into the minutiae of Elliot Smith, like I am, on the album, he says, Drink up, baby. Stay up all night. That's the first line. Drink up, baby. Stay up all night. Also, here to dink, you are absolutely correct in the comments. That was the third triple entendre between the musical bars. I forgot about that. I just I just think neg- I had thought of that at one point in my life, but I forgot about that. Thank you for reminding me. Yes. So the the uh, triple entendre there that Elliot Smith evokes is I'll kiss you again between the bars. I'll kiss you again between the bars of jail. I'll kiss you again between the bars in the music. It's just your brain's gonna explode if you try to dissect what he wrote down. It's insane. It's like ten levels higher of thinking. Um, thank you for reminding me of that. The difference in the lyrics in the opening. The opening. Drink up, baby. Stay up all night. On the album, he says that. The, when he redoes the intro, he does it with the strings and Danny Elfman, and he changes one lyric, which is, Drink up, baby. Stay up, up all night. He adds an up. Now, in Aristotle music theory songwriting class, why does he do that? Why does Elliot Smith say, Drink up, baby. Stay up all night. But then, when he redoes it, He says, drink up, baby, stay up, up all night. I'll leave you with that. It's genius. (laughs) It's because he's a genius, first of all. Second of all, it's because he's a genius. And also third, fourth, and fifth of all. He was great. He was an incredible musician and songwriter writing all that stuff down. Drink up, baby, stay up all night. Drink up, baby, stay up, up all night think about it it's just you know it does fit rhythmically a little bit tighter but why would he add a word or take one away uh he's is will says songs he has mixed emotions about that people want to hear yeah that's like when he sings i'm sing i'm playing on a slightly out of tune guitar forgive it what's it a uh, that's saw uh, waltz number two where he's like that's a good that's also a good song that's on xo oh, but it's sorry i said three four
1: baby stay up up all night